following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Dive right into the Word of God today, and as we as we start the new year, this is the second Sunday in 2023. Um, I have got. Listen, you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this, and that's okay. I've been called worse. But if you want to have an amazing, God-filled, joyful, purposeful 2023, I've got the answer for you. Really? Yeah. I promise. I'm like, no, I'm not joking. It's not a gimmick. There's no, you know, there's no secrets. I'm I'm going to just read a passage of scripture and then I'm going to prove it to you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, perhaps you're familiar with this, it says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you want to have an amazing, God-filled 2023, in the beginning, God. You see how that happened? In the beginning, God, you've seen the meme, you've seen the t-shirts that says, but first, coffee. Now, that's a pretty good start to a new year. I mean, if you had coffee at the beginning of every day, you're off to a good start, right? I mean, but, but that's not the end-all, be-all. I think a better phrase, a better way to say it would be this, but first, God. If you want to have everything and walk in the purpose and the plans that God has for you in the beginning, God. If you want to fulfill 2023, you have to put God at the beginning of every decision that you make. What? Don't put you at the beginning of every decision. Not even my family. No, no, no. Put them next. But in the beginning, God. Put God at the beginning of your marriage, at the beginning of your relationships, at the beginning of your parenting, at the beginning of your company. In the beginning, God. But first, before you do anything else, God, you still don't believe me. Have you read the Ten Commandments lately? Probably been a while. You had not dusted off the old book, have you? And just read through the book of Exodus in a while. Watch this. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. And God spoke all of these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Watch. Here it is. You shall have no other gods before me. But first, God. The word God's here isn't referring to religions, but what it's referring to are the things that you love, your passions, your priorities, if you will. And by the way, God doesn't mind you enjoying other things. He just wants to be first. He doesn't mind you enjoying the, you know, the things that he's provided. No, no, no. But he just wants to be first. Let's talk, about, 
Let's talk about this idea of being first. In fact, the principle of the first is a principle that runs throughout the pages of Scripture from cover to cover. It's the principle of priority, if you will. And I think you would agree with this, but I can tell so much about people in my life by their priorities. By the things that they do first. They do first the things that matter to them the most. And then if they have time, they get to all the other stuff. I could tell a whole lot about you by your priorities as you could with me. This is the principle of the first. And can I tell you that God wants to be first? And I know it's the second Sunday, and I tried not to do this on the second Sunday. I wanted to be really nice. But he's not interested in being second or third. He doesn't want to be second or third. He doesn't want to just be a part of your life. He doesn't want you to just, Lord, I'm going to put you right here in my pocket. And when I need you, I'm going to pull you out of my pocket. And then when I'm sick, I'm going to pray that you would heal me. And then, but other areas, I'm just going to put you right here. Just stay right there. Blessed be the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Stay right there. And I know, I know it's funny and I know we're laughing, but this is what we do with the creator of heaven and earth. We say, you can be my God on my terms. And he says, listen, I love you and I, I honor you, but I don't want to just be your God on your terms. I want to be first. And if you will put me first, there's some unbelievable benefits to putting me first. And we're going to talk about that in, here in just a minute. But he don't want to be second. You don't want to be third. What is Christianity? Let's talk about it for just a second. In essence, it's when you reorder your list to reflect that he has first place in your life. That everything else in your life is secondary to who he is. This this is what following Jesus is all about. So how can we apply this principle to our lives. And I, I want to, today I want to try to help you. I don't want to preach a message that riles you up on a Sunday morning, but you walk out of here and don't live out the Word of God. I want to give you something, some tools in your hand that you can take into 2023. And when we finish the year, you can finish it as strong as you started it. So, how do we do that? Really, I, for real, this is not going to blow your mind. But we give God the first of everything. But first, God. Now let me be clear, I'm not just talking about finances here. Absolutely, that is a part of it. It's one of the things on the list, but it's not all that's on the list. Watch what Leviticus chapter 27 and 30 says. It says, a tithe of everything. It's bigger, it's bigger than just our money. He wants a tithe of your thought life. Come on, somebody. He wants a tithe of your time. A tithe of everything belongs to the Lord, and it's holy to the Lord. It's set apart. It's giving God, setting apart something special. Watch what Deuteronomy says. It flat out says that if you have an issue with tithing any area of your life, watch this. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God at first place in your life. It's not about getting your money. 
we as people, as humans, we get so petty in the sense that we think that's what it's about. It's not. I hate to tell you, he wants a whole lot more than your money. He wants your heart. So here's, here's a few places where we, can, where we can say, but first, God. And I start by giving God the first of my year. I give him the first of my year, and that's what we're doing with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're saying, Lord, we're setting aside the first 21 days of this year to let you know that you are above everything else in this world. We have a lot of stuff going on in our world and in our day and in our schedules and our calendars. But you are above it. We, we spend 21 days of talking to you in prayer and in fasting. Can I tell you, there have been hundreds of people joining us every weeknight at 6.30 right here in a time of prayer. Can, let me just tell you, God is up to something amazing. The Holy Spirit is stirring the hearts and the minds of people. And I'm just telling you, the foundation that we're laying at the beginning of this year in prayer is going to blow some of your minds. When you ask some things in the middle of this year, you're going to be taken back to a prayer that you prayed at the beginning. And God said, you've put me first. Watch what I can do when you put me first. When you give me the ability and the authority in your life, I will do things that will blow you. I will do things that you've tried your entire life to accomplish. I can do it in a moment if you'll allow me, if you'll put me first. Don't put me second. I can't do it if you put me second. If you just bring me out like a genie in a bottle, I can't do it. And I won't do it to prove who I am to you. I don't have to perform miracles to prove who I am. That's not in my notes. I got to move on. I'm sorry. And if you're un, unfamiliar, you haven't been, you know, a person of prayer ever or maybe in a long time, can I just encourage you to be back the next couple of weeks because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach on prayer on Sundays. I want to give you, I don't want you to just come or even at your house where you just get bogged down and you don't really know how to talk to the Lord and so you end up getting bored and you pick up your phone and you start scrolling through and before you know it, your mind is somewhere. I want to give you some techniques and some ways to pray so that you can walk out of there saying, you know what? Man, I felt the presence of the Lord today. I did some, I did some battle in the spiritual realm today. So don't miss the next couple of weeks. But let, let's talk about fasting for just a second. Ooh, it's going to be fun. And I want to I give you just a two or three minute version of what fasting is because I've had some questions on it and I think it's really important to make sure that we understand. And can I tell you that if we can be a church that will get a hold of what fasting is, fa if, if you put us, okay, so what is fasting? Let me make it clear. Fasting is simply denying our flesh for a spiritual purpose. There's some different types of fast. Let me talk about these briefly there's a complete fast where you set aside all food for a period of time you pick that and you drink only water that's a complete fast some of you looking like I'm crazy now listen if you decide to do this obviously there are people that have medical issues you be wise use wisdom with this if you need to seek medical advice do that use wisdom in this God understands the heart behind it okay 
So that's a complete fast. The second type of fast that's very effective is called a selective fast. This is where you select certain foods not to be in your diet. If you've ever heard of a Daniel fast, this would be uh, included in that, where you're not eating meat or sweets or bread. It's a selective fast. A third one is called a partial fast. It's where I'm eating everything, I'm just not eating all the time. So maybe you're fasting breakfast and lunch and only eating dinner or vice versa or you're, you're putting a meal aside. Maybe you're fasting from sunup to sundown. This is, that's a partial fast. And then there's a, a fourth type of fast that is very effective as well, especially in this day and age, and I'm just calling it a, a soul fast. It has nothing to do with physical, actual food, but it has everything to do with what you're putting in your mind, what you're feeding your mind, what you're watching, social media, TV, news, Netflix, all of the stuff. It's what you're feeding your soul. I don't know about you, but I think, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to talk anymore about social media. Let's just move on. But I challenge you, listen. I challenge you to participate. Grab a hold of something. We got two weeks left. Take the two-week challenge and find something to fast. It's amazing what happens when you deny this flesh and say, no, 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 no. You don't, I, you, I don't, you don't have victory over me. No, no, I'm going to do something. I'm going to just kind of whoop, mm, pause, and I'm going to put something spiritual in its place. It's amazing what happens when you tell your flesh no. Come on, some of us need to do a better job of telling our flesh no. Right? It's amazing that how, how fasting will give you clarity on things that you've been trying to understand. If you're seeking direction for your life, if you're seeking purpose, can I tell you, try fasting. If you've never tried it, try it. I'm t it's amazing how things begin to clear up when you're on a fast. So I give God the first of my year, and that's what we're doing with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Here, here, here's the second thing that we do, is that I'm going to give God the first of my month. My month, the first of my month. It's a great habit for us to be involved in, and it, it revolves around our budgeting and our schedules. At the beginning of your month, when you sit down, if you're, if you're married and you sit down and you, you talk about your budget and you, you pay your bills... Hopefully you're paying your bills. Don't just talk about your bills. Talk about your schedule. And I know this sounds, this sounds cheesy, but in this day and age, if you are not intentional with what you put on your schedule and on your calendar, God will get the leftover time. Because we got a lot. We are busy this is the, the busiest generation I've ever seen in my 40 years, and I'm a part of it. It doesn't slow down. It doesn't stop. There's always something going. But can I tell you, can I just ask you, how important is it? And has it been placed over God? What, is, what are your priorities this year? Here's what I've come to determine and, and learn, is that you put on your calendar the things that matter most, right? You, you don't want to miss an appointment at the dentist. If you, you have a doctor's appointment, you put it on there. Guess what? what? You make reminders for things you don't want to forget. I'm 40 now. I got to make a lot of reminders. I'm getting old. It's a joke. 
put, put time with God on your calendar. Because if you don't, they'll schedule a call for you at work early. Or you'll take a lunch appointment when you know that was the time that you had set it aside for God. Put it on your calendar and on your schedule. Set a reminder if you need to. If you're one that forgets, put it on there and just say, Lord, at the beginning of my month, I'm going to put you first. When Cassie and I sit down to pay our bills, can I tell you? And this is not, uh, I'm just telling you how it works in our family. And it was taught to us, and we've seen the benefits of it. The first monies that leave our account comes to Christian Life Austin. We sow into the kingdom of God first because it's amazing I've come to see that when I give it to him first it's amazing what he does with everything else we're going to give God first if you listen if you have never if you have never stepped out in faith and trusted God with your tithe can I tell you don't do it for the church. Do it for you. It's not about the church. It's about your heart. And I'm, you will be amazed. You will be amazed at the things that blow your mind when you're like, well, I didn't think, I mean, I didn't have enough time in the day as it was, but I started tithing a little bit of my time to spend with the Lord. And now it's amazing how much, I just seem to get everything done faster. There, it's just the way that the Lord works, and I, there's not a formula to it, but it's the way that he operates. I'm telling you, if you've, never, if you've never trusted the Lord with a tithe, this would be an amazing year to step out in faith. So here's another area. What if, what if I give God the first of my week, first of my year, first of my month, and the first of my week by worshiping? and being replenished, and being poured into by being in the house of the Lord. Now, I'm going to talk strongly for just a second, but I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you, okay? So that's the reason why I feel like I have the authority to say it, because it ain't coming from a place of, of meanness. It's coming from a place I'm preaching to myself. What would happen if you made a commitment to be in the house of the Lord? I know this sounds crazy and maybe it's a little outlandish, but you get the spirit behind it. This year, there's 53 Sundays in the year. Now, I'm just going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to help me, okay? Do you think that your life in general would be better if you were in church 53 Sundays of the year, yes or no? Yes. Don't lie. If you, if you feel like no, be honest. That's okay. Okay, well, do you think your marriage would be better or worse if you were in church 53 Sundays a year? Yes. Better. Do you think your attitude would be better or worse if you were in church 53 Sundays this year? Yes. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but if there was something that things would start trending in the right direction, if I were to do it, common sense tells me it's probably something I should do. Right? I'm not trying to, I don't even know what I'm trying to do. But we would look at somebody and tell them they were crazy if all of these areas would start strengthening and getting better. And they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. What? No, you're crazy. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And I think we would all say that we would want to. How would, how would your life look 
if you made a commitment to being in the house. See, too many people have lost the priority of church. But, but Pastor Brad, my daughter, my son, had to be in cheer or sports. They had to be at those practices 8,000 times a week. And I'm, not, I'm right in the middle of it, y'all. I'm right there. I know how crazy it is. I know how competitive it is. I know how busy it is. But come on, there's just some things that this year I'm not going to put above God. And I know the same is true for you. And then finally, I'm going to give him the first of my day. If you're so busy... If your schedules, and I know they are, they're jammed from the moment that you get up to the moment that you go to bed. But I wonder when your feet hit the floor, if you just have enough air in your lungs to the first thing that comes out of your mouth that just says, Lord, this is the day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Can you give him 10 seconds? Can you give him your first thoughts before you grab your... I was going to say cell phone, truthfully, but <laughs> you grab your cell phone, you start scrolling, and you're 30 minutes, and you're like, oh, i got to get ready for work. <laughs> Can you give him the first of your day? Let me, let me just help you with this. I think this is a very practical and easy way, truthfully, to dive into this. And I've taught this, this portion of this here before, and, and, and I want to I teach it again because I think it's the, the tools in your hand that you can walk out of here and apply this. It's called the, the first 15. Maybe it's a new concept to you. But what, if, what would it look like this year if you gave God your first 15? The first 15 minutes of your day, I have a feeling you would say my life would be a whole lot better. In fact, I know that's the answer. What if the first five minutes you spend reading God's word. Just read a psalm or a proverb. Maybe you have 10 minutes. Start walking through the one-year Bible. That's about a 10-minute read every day. Just, just opening God's word. You're putting in much better stuff than what we normally do. And I'm telling you, when you put better stuff in, the output is also better. Your joy and your attitude and your demeanor just gets better. The things that you think about are better. And then what if you took the, the second five minutes in this 15 and you just turned on a worship song? Ooh. You know what song that I just, I've got on repeat right now? It's not even brand new, but it's the song really in my office that I listen to every Sunday morning before I come down here after I've just spent a, a few minutes in prayer talking to the Lord. I put this song on and it's fresh wind. We sing it around here. We need a fresh wind, fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out. And it just gets me in a mindset, and my, my frame of mind is like, come on, Holy Spirit, I need you. What would, what would it look like if that's how you walked into work? Woo! Not who you had to chew out and get all over that day because they're not doing their job. Five minutes in worship, Lord, I love you. I can't make it if I don't have you. I just need you to know that as this day starts, and I know I got a lot of stuff on my calendar, Lord, but you know that I can't make it if I don't have you. I worship you today. 
I'm telling you. And I know it sounds so easy, but if we will apply some of these easy things, our lives will start moving in a direction that you'll look back at the end of the year and say, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been wanting. And what if we spent the last five of that 15 minutes in prayer just talking to the Lord? Lord, I love you. I thank you for today. God, I thank you for the breath in my body today. God, I thank you for clothes on my back and food on my table. I thank you for my family today. Lord, bless my family today. As my wife goes to work, as my kids go to school, guard their hearts today. God, I can't be with my children in school, but you can. Walk before them today. Build a hedge of protection around them. Let them be a light in a dark world today. Come on. You're telling me that wouldn't change the demeanor? Would you stand with me all across the room today as we wrap up? And here's, here's what I've come to learn, and this is the beauty of it all. Is that when you put God first, and here's the final point I want to make to you today, is that you can expect him to bless the rest. When you put him first, you can always expect him to bless what you have left over. When you give him the, the first of your time, and of your energy, and of your thoughts, and your, your finances, I'm telling you, he will bless the rest. He will take what you have, and he will multiply it. And you, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll look and you'll say, sweetheart, we've always struggled to pay this. We've been late on this bill every month since June. How is there enough in this account this month? And it's going to take you a little while. You're not going to figure it out right at first. It's going to happen again the next month. And she's going to say, well, baby, I don't know, I just like to have imaginary conversation. <laughs> well, sweetheart, isn't, isn't that about the time that we just made the commitment to put God first? <laughs> yeah, baby, I think it is. Isn't it amazing what God does when we put him first? Yes, it is. I'm telling you, it happens that way. You can't put a finger on it, but it's the way God works. He will bless the rest when you put him first. He'll bless the rest of your day when you put him first. The first 15, I wonder what it would look like if you put him first this year. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I love you today. I thank you. I thank you for your word that has gone forth today, Lord. God, I pray that you would always be first in my life. God, even as a pastor of an amazing church, I get so busy with stuff. Man, not even bad things, Lord. You know it better than I do. They're good things, but they're just not the most important things. God, and I pray that you would help me personally. And as I pray, I, help you. I hope that you would help all of my friends in this room today and those that are watching online. God, it's a struggle in this day and age with everything that's going on, but we commit to you as a body of believers that we, we choose to put you above everything else. But first, you, God. And Lord, we trust you. 
Here's the beauty of it, is that we trust you wholeheartedly to bless whatever's left, Lord. And I love how your math works because you always bless so much more than I'm able to even comprehend or think. That's the way that you are. It's the kind of God that you are. So, Lord, I'm excited about a strong 2023. I'm excited about what you're going to do in this year as we commit to putting you first like never before. Be with us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord today? Thank you, Jesus.